0: So thank you so much, ma'am, for taking out your time for our uh, podcast. It would be really great to know you as a person. Thank you so much.
1: Now thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So, um, ma'am, let me start with the very basic question. How was the lockdown for you? Uh,
1: so it was, um, it was uh, uh, quite difficult and challenging. Um, again, you know, I had a nine-month-old child at that yeah. point. And uh, my husband and I were alone in the house without any okay. help or nanny. So it w- and uh, we had a difficult task of balancing household with our professional lives while taking care of a nine-month-old who had just started crawling and putting everything in her mouth. So yeah. <laughs> it was it was uh, quite an experience. I started going to work uh, soon after the lockdown uh, was announced uh, because uh, uh, it was. Uh, um, some of us were expected to be at work to, to help with the policy changes mm-hmm. that were going on and I was one of them. So while the work bit was very exciting, it became very challenging for uh, my husband to be at home, manage his work and a nine-month-old and there, there was no help. So it was very, difficult. Right. Yeah, right.
0: So, um, Ma'am, as you know, we are a part of a patriarchal society. So what challenges do you think you faced as a woman professional uh, throughout your journey? So
1: I have to say that, you know, yes, yes, patriarchy is very strong here, but I come from an equal household. My husband and I, I believe in equal parenting and sharing equal responsibilities. So like I already mentioned, he was taking care of the baby while I was gone. And, uh, uh, but I have to tell you, uh, one of the most annoying things that used to happen at work was when uh, my male colleagues would show up at work with their, you know, different uh, dabas, three-tiered mm-hmm. dabas and tell me how awesome their wives are to give them lunch. It was business as usual for a lot of men around me, whereas here I was struggling to even like, you know, cook meals and uh, work and uh, manage house and um, again kudos to my husband. So um, Indian men are changing in, uh, uh, they are helping us uh, come out of this.
0: That's really great to know that uh, Indian men are changing. So uh, Ma'am, you have been a part of government organizations from past uh, many years. What differences do you think? Like, we know government organizations are associated with inefficiency and uh, stuff. So, what changes do you think have come in the working? One of the biggest changes
1: that have been introduced by the Prime Minister is that they're hiring more laterals. So, that's the main mm-hmm. reason why I am there. I yeah. never uh, aspire to take the UPSC and join the civil services. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was not the plan. Uh, uh, it's just that my work in development, uh, um, created, brought me to a phase in my career where I had to kind of, uh, you know, choose to work in uh, my own country as a policy specialist. So, uh, the fact that they can absorb people like me, I'm not, I'm not an, uh, I did not do my bachelor's in economics. I'm uh, okay. an engineer, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that the government can absorb me in their economic policy division, mm-hmm. uh, just shows how flexible they have become about these things. Um, uh, yes, there are inefficiencies associated, you know, with bureaucracy. But again, um, the current regime, I would say, is trying its best to change these things. Uh, work is very, very fast-paced, surprisingly fast-paced. Like I have worked in the private sector here as well, and uh, the rate at which projects uh, are done in the government, at least in my organization, are really um, high. So that was an unexpected and uh, it was a
0: pleasant surprise. So I hope those two points answer your questions. That's really great. So, uh, Ma'am, you pursued your higher studies in the domain of finance and then you opted for economics. So what made you change your uh, domain of studies?
1: So I was working after my MBA in finance, I was working as an investment Mm -hmm. banker and I had the three year which I just couldn't go on with it. It's a a, a legitimate thing that happens to a lot of investment (laughs) bankers. At the same time, I was, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, the national telecom policy was coming out. So I had the chance to. Uh, be associated with it through my work at uh, SBI Caps, which is where I was working then. Yeah. So that caught my interest. I wanted to study policy. I thought uh, I need to know why government makes these decisions and how they make these things. So I decided to pursue a second master's in um, uh, development policy. Um, uh, there's a difference in America. If you study any other country other than America, it's called development. But America, American policy is not okay. public policy. <laughs> yes. So I studied uh, development policy and uh, with a focus on public finance and applied economics.
0: Okay. So uh, how was the experience moving away from your country to pursue, you know, another master's in public policy? It was very different. Uh, let me start with the.
1: To experience between the two masters that i did my first masters was immediately after my uh, bachelor's mm-hmm. so i had no work ex um, most of the time i did not even understand what i was studying for and you know where i would use the, whatever i was studying so uh, but you know i belong to the generation where we became engineers and mbs first and then decided what we wanted to do with our careers so fortunately that is changing uh, second master's, i already had three years behind me i was going with a very focused intention that uh, I have to study public finance, I want to work in the policy, uh, you know, public policy domain, Uh, I want to work in the finance and economic sector, so it was very focused, it was very disciplined, Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, I understood finally the value of, you know, I'm spending this money, it was my own money that I was spending, you know, the hard money of the last three years, so I value that even more because the exchange rate was affecting me so badly that all my savings (laughs) were getting depleted, so I was very serious about what I was doing, very focused. And uh, the course, the way uh, the courses are structured in America also very different from the way they were uh, done in India. The MBA is considered one of the most flexible programs. Yes, yet mm-hmm. it is limiting. Uh, in the US, uh, Sanford gave us the opportunity to, we had to clear some core subjects. In addition, yeah. there were uh, we had the freedom to do uh, whatever we wanted. So a lot of my friends were doing dramatics. They were learning how to dance as a, you know, as, as a main credit uh, course. Um, I could uh, also there's a lot of flexibility in which school you go to so Mm -hmm. even though I was associated with the public policy school I took classes in the Fuqua business school then I um, um, uh, you know you could go to the econ department or the sociology department or the environment school so uh, that flexibility I don't think is uh, here in um, universities yet so that was a very good experience.
0: So uh, was it difficult for you to settle in a foreign country away from your home? Yes,
1: yes. Uh, a lot of people in America asked me how I felt being in you know, a de- developed country. I was going from Bombay to Durham. So Durham is like, a, it's, it's a it's a forest and then there's a university and all the uh, jobs over there are also based around the university. Duke is one of the largest employers is the largest employer over there. So uh, there were just trees and very few people. Uh, but the Wi-Fi connectivity was very good, so no complaints there. But so people would ask me how does it feel. I used to tell them it feels like I've come from a city to a village. Um, <laughs> so, um, there was a bus every one hour, and if you if you know anything about Bombay, connectivity and you know trans, public transportation is excellent in Bombay. So yeah. those things, though, uh, though, those are basic challenges. I didn't know how to cook a lot. I learned how to cook in the US. So, yeah, and then language is always a problem, your culture is always missing, you miss your home a lot. So, these things were there, but again, um, uh, that was the part of the learning curve. curve. Had it not happened, I wouldn't have learned a lot of things I know today.
0: So, yeah. So, um, Ma'am, what is the most cherishable memory from your college life?
1: I think the friends I made, uh, Mm
0: -hmm. I'm there for life,
1: and uh, the best part about my course was that it had people from all over the world, so I have friends from Tajikistan, I have friends from, uh, you know, uh, Nigeria, uh, Mm -hmm. from uh, Liberia, I have a lot of, yeah, so Turkey, Chile, um, Argentina, Mm they were from all over the world, so it was, it was a... uh, whenever we would have discussions on economic policies, it would be very enriching because um, right. people from all over the world were sitting there and discussing like, you know, we have similar problems at the end of the day. And that was just a fascinating way to learn economic policy. Right.
0: So, uh, Ma'am, can you throw some light on your role as a public policy
1: consultant with Niti Ayog? Uh, So right now I work with the Economics and Finance Unit of uh, Niti Aayog. It's a part of the VC's, uh, uh, the Vice Chairman's uh, office. And uh, my role, uh, in my role, I look at fiscal policy. I look at digital financial inclusion. And I look at uh, inequality, um, gender equality. So these okay. are the three things I'm interested in. Other than that, I'm expected to contribute to policy notes. We mm-hmm. have a bi-monthly magazine that comes out. It's called Arthaneetit, so I write for mm-hmm. that. I'm okay. expected to yeah, contribute to reports that come out, uh, represent Neeti Aayog in um, you know, webinars or seminars. So these are all part of the job. Uh, and I just told you about my three focus areas. Right.
0: So, uh, ma'am, how was your experience working with the uh, IMF as a research consultant? IMF
1: was uh, where I learned everything I know in uh, uh, economics today. So, it has given me a lot. Uh, again, um, uh, the beauty of IMF was that it attracts uh, talents from the best of the lot from all over the world. So, uh, mm-hmm. there, there, were, it, there was so much to learn over there. Um, mm-hmm. you know, right from data management to analysis to presentation, um, uh, uh, or to even like you know, I was never very particular about the words I used in writing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I had a German boss, so he taught me that like you know that's what I learned from him. And it's like every word matters, so you have to be very careful about what you write. Uh, so, again, a very, very rich experience. I uh, also worked with, uh, I used to work for Geeta Gopinath. Um, okay. I worked very briefly with her because uh, mm-hmm. she came in when I was about to leave. But before mm-hmm. that, it was mori Opspelled and I learned a lot from him. And they're very, very humble people. They are, they're professors at the end of the day. So, I think they make yeah. great bosses. They have no qualms discussing um, basic economic principles with their co-workers, which I think is really nice. So,
0: Right. So um, you have worked in uh, with these international organizations in the foreign country. So how is the working culture? Was it quite different from here or what? Very different.
1: Very, very different. So I worked at both the World Bank and the IMF. They themselves have different work cultures. Uh, World Bank is, uh, uh, the president is American. They have a more American culture. So the dressing is more relaxed. The environment is more relaxed. IMF is more European. It's always headed by a European. So um, it's, uh, they're very well turned out. They are very uh, mm-hmm. formal and very proper in the way to talk. The work culture is also slightly different, you know, like that. Uh, one of the most interesting parts about working in these international organizations outside India was that they, they value their private time a lot. So uh, you're encouraged to take a uh, uh, 10 to 15 days break every year, and nobody mm-hmm. disturbs you. Um, again, uh, while working, um, the hierarchy is not imposed at all. Everybody refers to everyone else as their colleague, and uh, uh, it's 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 a very uh, it's a very um, you know. Um, Nice environment to work in. It's very productive. It's a very trusting environment. So the idea is that they have hired you, so they trust that you can do your work from anywhere at and, mm-hmm. at any time. So there's a lot of flexibility. Uh, there is a lot of uh, you know um, opportunity. Your rank does not really limit your role in in uh, an organization. So um, I think the, what I'm finding different here, and you know, even if I compare my uh, previous uh, uh, job in India is that the uh, work here is uh, uh, it's it's the quality of work is really really good. I don't think anybody would have given me uh, the opportunities that I got here. Uh, but it's also uh, fast paced and people here do not really like uh, the amount of uh, emphasis that is given on leaves or personal mm-hmm. time is not as high as it is in other countries. Yeah. So that that's a huge difference. Like people take pride in working weekends. Whereas it was up over there. Mm-hmm.
0: It's really, uh, you know, It's necessary to have a work-life balance. That's really yes. required. Absolutely, I absolutely. Yes. So, ma'am, if it were, if you weren't a public policy consultant, what alternative uh, career choices you would have made? i would have stayed with uh, banking okay <laughs> uh,
1: that, that was that was one of the main reasons i changed uh, my career track because hmm. i knew that even if i would fail as an economist i could always go back to banking so right. <laughs> that option was always there
0: so uh, you had your graduation uh, like you were an engineer so why didn't you, you know go ahead with anything in that field
1: very limited opportunities very, very i was an electronics and telecom engineer and honestly mm-hmm. i that that would have been my first love i if there were opportunities to work as a, in that field i would have grabbed them but uh, at that time in india there were very few openings to work as an electronics engineer i could have become a software engineer i could have gone into it but that i did not want to do that so uh, mm-hmm. just you know getting my mba done and moving to finance was the next best option i had
0: right uh, so ma'am what advice would you like to give to students like us who who dream to have a career in economics and finance don't stop dreaming don't stop
1: dreaming uh, india is uh, opening up really quickly it's changing really fast and we are finding at a point where we are giving recognition to you know uh, specializations so right. Yeah, what you uh, are doing is, uh, is like you know, if we decide to build up on it, or even if you decide to change your course, it's it's a economics background is a very uh, strong background to have, and you can actually build upon it. You can specialize in, um, if you want to do policy, you can specialize in the health side environment side, or um, you know, the macro or micro. But uh, If you want to continue doing core econ, there's opportunity there also. Now, like, you know, research is being valued. So if you want to go into Mm -hmm. your PhD in economics, there is scope and a new job opportunities for uh, doctoral candidates who want to continue in academic uh, field. So um, uh, all the best. Just don't give up. Don't stop dreaming. You have one life and you should live it to the fullest. And remember to take time off.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, so, ma'am, I, as I saw a few panel discussion of yours on Rajya Sabha TV, you were very active. So, uh, what topics at large do you prefer addressing? To uh, so I
1: I like to talk the most about uh, fiscal policy. Uh, okay. Yes. However, we don't. I don't get a lot of invitations about that. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> In general, a lot of NITI work that uh, happens, I'm asked to comment on, especially when it's related to economics and finance, I'm asked to comment on that.
0: Um, So the
1: latest one was on the export preparedness index. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. So um, um, the only, um, you know, uh, my comments, I mean, I usually try to keep them limited to, um, again, you know, economic-based observations Mm -hmm. instead of uh, talking a lot about what... uh, the report said because people can read the report. Also, uh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, most of my comments are usually what the theory and the literature uh, says about uh, you know the mm-hmm. question that I'm being asked. Uh,
0: so, ma'am, since you mentioned the fiscal policy, uh, what uh, do you think? What uh, could government do further for uh, you know boosting the economy as the GDP quarter one numbers came and they were really disturbing. so uh, so, it, it was expected.
1: Now, if you look at, uh, you know, if you look at uh, growth rates across the globe, the quarter-on-quarter mm-hmm. decline has been in the same direction for all, for all the countries. So, if just look at it this way, you know, your your GDP is derived from economic activity. It was shut down for two months.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where do you think it's going to go down, right? Mm-hmm. Now that the business act- economic activity has picked up, it's going to go up. So, uh, and... Uh, you know, uh, if you talk about the fiscal policy aspect over here, we lost two months of revenue. The government lost two months mm-hmm. of revenue. So the deficits are going to go up. Um, that's why the tax, uh, you know, the PM announced about, and uh, you know, uh, improving the tax administration in such a way that people feel confident enough to start paying taxes. Um, a very small portion of our population pays taxes. That has yes. to go up um uh, because uh, I, I think at some point Indians have to realize that when we pay taxes to the government, A, we are using governments, a, the country's resources to run our business. So we owe them something to, you know. B, uh, when you pay taxes, you can hold the government accountable. Uh, there is a very famous big rich country which was formed on the basis of uh, no taxation without representation. I'm talking about America over here.
0: So
1: uh, you have to remember that taxation gives you the right to question the government. I have given you money, where are you using it? Right. Uh, so and also it buys you a lot of benefits. So roads, uh, hospitals, um, vehicle, you know your pension, everything. You expect the uh, okay pension only fair the government services, but you expect the government to take care of these things, education. But you don't want to give them money. That's unfair. So <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think um, that has to improve. Okay. You, you have to trust your government uh, to use your money for <laughs> Right. So, uh, Ma'am, on a
0: lighter note, uh, what additional hobbies do you have or what do you do or how do you prefer passing your leisure time?
1: So, right now, all my leisure time is devoted to my daughter. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, say, a year back, I used to love biking.
0: And okay. uh, I
1: like going on long walks.
0: That's really great. So, uh, Ma'am, one last question. Uh, What is your success mantra that you have been following?
1: My success mantra, you know, uh, I don't... Okay, so what what I told you right now that, you know, just one life. This was told actually Mm -hmm. to me by Amartya Sen. So I went to Amartya Sen at the World Bank and... uh, during our conversation this came up and he said you know you just I was I was younger then and I also mm-hmm. wanted to like you know be out there and like you know achieve mm-hmm. you know all my goals and then mm-hmm. he was like um just 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 relax and do what you want There's just one life there's no judging you should live it the way you want to live it and so I, w- I would say that that's my success mantra like you know uh, if you're happy doing what you're doing then you know money or fame or these things don't really matter it will happen if you that's what you want and if you're happy pursuing right. it it will happen so just relax and its, it's
0: life is long live it mm-hmm. well yeah thank you so much ma'am the interview was really fun and insightful thank you so much no thank you it was my pleasure for you know
1: thank you for having me yeah thank you so much okay